temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Hit and run Sundays from 9 a.m. till noon. Now 1-1 pitch. Crushed to right center field. Hit a ton. This one is back to the bleachers and gone. One of the few White Sox hitters that has better numbers at home as opposed to being on the road. 425 and no doubter. Four batters in. 4 nothing Chicago and still nobody out. And the 0-2 pitch. A fly ball. Left field hit well. K back. Looks up towards the bleachers and gone. The first big league home run for Romy Gonzalez is a three-run blast to left center. And the White Sox open up a 7-0 lead to left field. Deep down the line. In the corner. Gone. Grand slam. Elvis Andres to right center field. And a rise. Ends Cease's chance in history. Strike three swinging. A complete game. One-hit shutout for Dylan Cease. And the White Sox. Here in September, are peaking at the right time. A 13-0 dominant victory tonight. And the White Sox, here in September, are right in the middle of this AL Central Division race. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Well, well, well. Good morning to you. Happy Labor Day weekend, people. If you are a regular Sunday morning baseball human along with me, I want to thank you in advance for listening today and thank you for listening all year long. This is the final hit and run show of the summer because it's still summer, damn it, of 2022. Bears pregame invades our lives beginning next week. Um, I will still be here. Monday through Friday as part of Parkins and Spiegel, and I'll be on Twitter at Matt Spiegel 670, and I'll be doing the Beat the Streak podcast, and it might not be enough. I might just have to find my way into your living room or onto your balcony, into your backyard, into your garage, and talk baseball with you, especially if these White Sox continue doing what they're doing. Good morning, everyone. Matt Spiegel here. Sean Sears has been my producer all year. 
The associate producer is over there as well. If you call, the phone number and your phone calls and your texts, remember, are not merely welcome. They are elemental to the very completion of the broadcast. And we get them at 312-644-6767. That's the phone number. It's also the text zone. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. The associate producer is over there ready to chat with you and screen your calls. Um, you don't have to be kind, though. I like exposing him to the occasional sports radio hater. He met one last him in, right? Yeah, I got to break him in, man. Such is the way of the world, you know? These, these are some of the people you'll have to deal with. Imagine being a baseball manager or a baseball player. Being a talk show host is just a little whiff. Of that kind of uh, public accountability. We have a lot to talk about and a lot of people to do it with. Next hour is going to be a bunch of Cubs. Next hour, the 10 o'clock hour. Jim Deshays will join us, one of my favorite guys to talk baseball with. We'll do him at 10 o'clock. Also at 1040 next hour, uh, we will talk about some of the Cubs prospects at AAA because there's a lot of them there. And some of them might be coming up even just for a few at-bats this month. Um, probably not because of 40-man roster regulations, but let's talk about who's going to be ready to fight for a job next spring. We'll do that with Tommy Birch, the Iowa Cubs reporter for the Des Moines Register. Um, at 11.20, James Fegan is going to join us, my favorite guy to talk White Sox with. He will join us from The Athletic, and uh, we will talk with him. At 11 o'clock, we are going to get your World Series matchup and why. Here on the final show of the year, thought we would do that at 11 o'clock, top of the hour. Basically going to be asking for the teams that have shown you they have what it takes, the teams that you think all around the game are best equipped to make a run through their leagues and meet in the World Series. I've got my matchup, and I will tell you about it at 11, and I'll ask for yours. But this first hour, we are going to dedicate to conversation and phone calls regarding the Chicago White Sox. Yes, plenty of Dylan Cease. The number one story in baseball right now this morning is the eight and two-thirds innings of no-hit ball by Dylan Cease. The decision by Cease um, and Cairo and Katz to go after the best hitter in the American League, Luis Arise, for the final out. Love A.J. Pruszynski first guessing and talking about walking him and how he'd take his chances with garlic. I always take my chances with garlic. I love it roasted. Um, I, I love it a million ways. And if I didn't make that joke, then, I don't know, it's somewhere um, Shane Reardon would probably groan if I'd made the joke or if I did not make the joke because that's how we roll. But anyway, I love that he went after Luis Arise. I didn't like the way he did it. That slider was hanging way too high. Got to pitch him Rough. Get Use his anxiety against him. Great comment by Cease after the game. I'm sure he wanted to end it as much as I wanted it, is what Cease said about Luis Arise. Great hitter. I'm sure he wanted to end it as much as I wanted it. Should have made him chase. If you can. He might not have, but he might have, because he really wanted to end it. Gave him that, that slider just hanging just a little bit too much. But Dylan Cease was phenomenal. As great as he was, as compelling as all of that was, it takes a backseat to the bigger picture. Sphincters are tightening at the top of the division. Guess what? They're tightening in a few different places. The Mets are only up two games on the Braves. The Yankees, once up 15 and a half 
are up four games on Tampa Bay with 29 to play. And the Cleveland Guardians, up six games four days ago, are up two games on the White Sox right now. The White Sox have picked up four games in four days. Incredible. All right, look, here's the thing. Were you exhausted from thinking about the White Sox, from discussing Tony La Russa all year long? Were you beaten down emotionally by the quality of play, by the season itself? Were you feeling like the season was lost and done? So were they. So were they. Man, there were quotes from Lucas Giolito like three days ago about how the season was a lost cause and how he uh, was looking at it as a failure. And it was like, whoa, man, you got like 35 days left here. What, what are you doing? The team playing without fire, playing without an edge, having some quit, looking like they had some rollover in them, especially after the loss in Baltimore when – Engel dropped the foul ball, and then Hendricks gave up the home run to the kid for his first career knock. They were exhausted. It looked done. They are not done. There's a beautiful lesson in here, one that baseball teaches us over and over again. There's a reason that Yogi Berra's saying lives forever, because it truly is not over until it's over, until the calendar and the standings coalesce into a stranglehold on the facts and the math of it, your team can still win. Say it again. Until the calendar and the standings coalesce into a stranglehold on the facts and the math, your team can still win. Don't count them out fully until you must. And in terms of your emotional investment... You yourself going for that ride on the roller coaster? Don't count yourself out either. And here's the tricky part of that lesson. They may not get it done and win this division from this point forward. They might not. But the lesson remains. This game, this sport pulls us back in. And you simply cannot rule out the incredible actually taking place. And that possibility that that the fact that there is such a high volume of games, a high volume of days, it pulls us back in. That possibility that the game is going to pull you back in, that possibility underpins our fascination with it. I know it does mine, and I suspect it does yours. The fact that you cannot count your team out truly, fully, even when you want to. Hell, I, I did it. We talked about it. Gave some finality to some of the conversations. But here they are, man. It's crazy. Four games in four days. Now two games back. I'm not telling you that they're playing well enough to win the division. But if you homer and you pitch well, you can certainly cover up some of the quality of your defense and your base running and your fundamentals, can't you? And that's been happening over these last days. And the calendar and the standings have not coalesced into a stranglehold on the math. So how the hell has this happened? What has happened here? 
We're going to take your calls from the White Sox fans and baseball observers, Cub fans who are watching passionately. You're welcome as well. Why is this happening? Why are the White Sox finally doing this? I, I know it's only four games in a row, but look at it. It's, it, it's the hot streak, and A.J. was talking about it all last night. You knew this team was going to have a hot streak somewhere, and we've been waiting all year for it. If it happens now, if this is actually it happening now, there's still time. Why is this happening now? And do you actually believe they're going to get this done this month? Want to hear from you at 312-644-6767. Miguel Cairo is having an effect. And how big of an effect, I don't know exactly. But he's definitely having an effect. Here's a couple things that I've noticed that are irrefutable. And if I were a ball player in a clubhouse and I saw these things, it would have an effect on me. Okay? One, the decision to use Joe Kelly as an opener and then admitting that it was after a conversation with Ethan Katz, a conversation with the front office, and more. The fact that there is an openness by the manager, to make it about the best idea from the entire brain trust, whoever that might be. It's regardless of whether it worked or not. And Joe Kelly was bad, but then Davis Martin was great after that. The thought process and the concept of the opener used by the Tampa Bay Rays most famously has been well documented, and we can discuss it if anybody wants to, but... The fact that the manager admitted it comes after a conversation with Ethan Katz and the front office. If I'm a player, I see that and I say, oh, good. Best idea wins. Period. Whose idea is it? Doesn't matter. Best idea wins. Let's discuss. Oh, oh, so it's about the best idea. It's not just about the manager's idea. Okay, good. Good. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good to know. I, I, I like that. I can work with that. Similarly, if I'm, a, if I'm a hitter and a hitting coach has a good idea for me, oh, I'll take that. Thank you very much. If a teammate has an idea for me and I'm a pitcher, hey, try this grip or why don't you go with this sequence? Oh, is that a better idea than something I have? Okay, good. That's the way it's supposed to work, period. This is a game where you never know everything. You don't. You need people. You need conversation. You need curiosity. You need new ideas every single day. So if I see that, I like that. The other thing that I, that I see, if I'm a player – does it matter to me when the bench is clear after the chaotic moment on Friday night in the strangest ninth inning uh, all around baseball by any team anywhere all season long, when the bench is clear, Miguel Cairo is right out there in the middle of it facing off with Rocco Baldelli. I love that. Is that meatballish? Yes. Are players humans? Yes. Does it feel more relatable and, frankly, uh, closer to you as a player when Miguel Cairo is out there, who's not that far removed from being a player himself, when he's out there with you, running out there, when he's up in the face of Rocco Baldelli and you're thinking to yourself, you know, my manager might be able to kick his ass. I think my manager 
could kick their manager's ass. Does that matter? Are these are some of those dudes big, macho, tough, sporty dudes? Yes, some of them are. Does that kind of thing matter? Sometimes. Does it have a, a better effect, frankly, than, you know, <clears throat> 77-year-old Hall of Famer running out there, which he has done before, and I can credit Tony LaRusso for doing that when he was here. But is it possible that it has a different effect when your big, burly former catcher is running out there with you and is standing right in line with you, lockstep, facing up on the manager? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that could absolutely matter. So I don't know what the overall effect is. Really, you're hitting home runs, and your starting pitchers are pitching well for the most part. Your bulk guy pitched well on Friday. You're staying alive and fighting. The fans are there and going crazy, and I want to hear about the vibes. If you were there, I want to talk to you this morning because it, it seemed pretty damn special on the TV, and I didn't think that White Sox fans were going to get anything like this. I did not think you were. This game pulls us back in, and you can't rule out the incredible actually taking place. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I know that it's possible. They're two games back here on the 4th of September. Craziness. All right, Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Phone lines are open at 312-644-6767. Let's discuss. Keep it right here on The Score. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. And run with Matt Spiegel. I got to be Miguel Cairo. I, you know, I, I got good, good group of coaches. They, they're going to help me. They are going to ask for the opinion and, and they in, I'm making the decision. And, uh, but it's a teamwork. That's something, this is a, a teamwork we're going to do together and the players and, Phone office, myself, and the coaching staff. That is Miguel Cairo on being himself. Who is he? 
I don't know, man. We're finding out. He's only five games in. But really, it's four games. That first game, he found out he was managing with like an hour to go before first pitch. Texters getting in at 312-644-6767 after I told you that the beautiful lesson in here that baseball teaches us again and again, it's not over until it's over. Until the calendar and the standings coalesce into a stranglehold on the facts and the math, your team can still win. And here they are. The White Sox are not dead. Texter says, what you say is true, Spigs, but it makes me feel dirty to get roped back in and root for this woefully underachieving group of players only to get wailed on again in the playoffs. Only in America. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's an (laughs) all-timer. I mean, there's so many levels of that. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't root for it for yourself and enjoy your month, you know? Here's another. I was so fed up and done with this team. But my buddy came over before the last Royals game. We shared a bourbon, and he told me this team isn't done. I drank the bourbon. I stayed on the wagon. Glad I did. He's here. He's been watching. Another, I was absolutely done after the 4-3 loss. And through the corner of my eye, they have pulled me back in. And I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. That's T-Dog here. Texture says, you forgot one classic sports theme. They're winning one for the Gipper, playing for Tony La Russa. Man, I don't know. I don't know if they are, if they're feeling any of that. Tell you what, there is... Uh, there's a lot to like about what Cairo's done. I told you about him running out there with them when the benches cleared and how meatball-y and wonderful that felt, I'm sure, for the players. Told you about him listening uh, to the advice of other coaches in the front office and allowing the opener how the best idea wins. And if you show you're curious and you don't know everything, show a little humility. That can make a difference in a culture big time. Also, um, Jim and Lockport said, Speaks, I love Cairo's comments on the position player pitching last night, too. Refreshing. Tony would never say similar. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Miguel Cairo asked if uh, he was upset that the Twins were play- pitching a position player in the eighth inning. Down only 7 nothing. Here's Nick Gordon. That's, you know, that has been happening, you know, all, all year round. Not just Minnesota, different teams, and they're trying to say some pitching. You know, we score a lot of runs, so hopefully tomorrow we can score and they can use the another position player. That would be nice, too. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> the only manager that's for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I Ho- it. hope they do it again. Yeah, they should do that again. Yeah, 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 I love that. Go ahead. Rocco Baldelli had some quit in him last night. Took out, what, Correa and Kepler midway through that game? Go ahead, and he only used two pitchers because... Was it Aaron Sanchez, the former Blue Jay, who, who saved them and threw a bunch of innings there? Only used two pitchers, but still went to Nick Gordon down 7 nothing, and then all of a sudden it's, what, 13 to nothing. Huh. So Cairo's like, yeah, yeah go ahead. Quit, quit tomorrow night, too. Good for him. Absolutely love it. This is Scott in Elgin on Hit and Run. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Uh, Am I on? I'm I'm Todd and Dwight. Oh, you are you are Todd and Dwight. Hang on, we'll get that we'll get that squared away. Check with Scott Neldrin and see if he is Todd and Dwight. Let's go to Steve on the south side first, uh, and then we'll get back to Todd. Hello, Steve. Hey, Matt. This uh, this is Steve. I'm on uh, from Peoria there yes, on sir. 55. 
I do analogies. And this analogy that I have, uh, you go for movies, to me is like Footloose, in which you had the kids bottled up, and they had the parents over there, and they couldn't do anything. And then the parents went away, and they cut loose. That's what it seems like with the socks, okay? May not be fair, but with Tony not there, they're cutting loose. Loose for loose. Hand me off for my juice. I don't know what the words are. Hand me off for my juice. Hang me off for my juice. Put on your Sunday shoes. Um, Are they cutting loose without Dad there, without Tony there? (sighs) Are they a little more relaxed? It's entirely possible. It's a lot of pressure to play for the Hall of Fame baseball person when he's brought in and you're supposed to go ahead and win, but they should have responded to that pressure, right? Look, the manager matters. I can't be the guy telling you for the better part of two years and two off seasons that the manager is an atmosphere provider has a huge impact on the room and the quality of the play. I I mean, I've said this for a long, long time. He becomes the de facto identity and personality of the team. He just does. Now, I'm not saying that Miguel Cairo is becoming that in four days. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this team, with the identity and the personality of Tony La Russa, that hasn't been working. And now, all of a sudden, Tony taking care of his health, as he should, is, um, is not here. And this team is showing you a different thing. And we don't have to make it all about that. Okay, because it's not all about that. It's obviously about the players stepping up. It's about them hitting home runs and pitching well. And really, it's about the overall concept of the game sucking you back in, grabbing you this season, refusing to let you go, even as the Niners loom for Justin Fields. This is Todd in Dwight on the score. Hello, Todd. Hey, good morning. Thanks for uh, taking the call, Speaks. And before I uh, get to my question real quick, I just want to tell you, absolutely made my day hearing your son uh, taking the phone calls. I mean, what an awesome little kid. I've, I've been a listener. I remember when you called into Mac the day he was born. Huh. And uh, just a little background, you and I are about the same age. My son was born about eight months after Reuben. So we kind of, I was listening to you and, you know, just how excited you were and listening to Reuben grow up. And my son's, like I said, about the same age. That I just cannot, I just know you're having a great time Thanks, looking man. through the glass, seeing your little boy. But my question was, you know, if I guess kind of been brought up, is this fool's goal? Because I'm not the type of guy that can go in cynically. I mean, if I'm in, I'm in, and I don't want to have my heart broke again. But I feel like the play that will summarize the season was uh, Friday night when Abreu gets hit. They say game over. They dump water on him. They shoot off the fireworks, and then they go, no, 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 no. After a further review, the play's overturned. He has to go back in, and I swear, five weeks ago, that ball would not have hit the pitcher's glove. It would have been a double play, and the White Sox would have lost. But instead, it deflects off his glove. Abreu is safe at first, game over, and they shoot the fireworks off again. I mean, that, to me, just epitomizes the entire season. And one last thing. I just have to ask you this. About three years ago, you were hosting solo, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you, and I agreed, you went on this kind of tangent about how quarterbacks in the NFL that wear the number one are kind of bags. Have you retracted that statement now that our beloved uh, 
you remember saying that, buddy? No, I did not. I did not remember a tangent about quarterbacks wearing the number one and just how they were cocky and overall bags. Oh, God. That doesn't sound like a great day of broadcasting. I'm going to tell you right now. Doesn't sound like I was in a, a, a terrific headspace that day. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'll talk about that some week. I got to try and find that clip oh, now. Now we're good. Yeah, we're yeah. Good. You don't think so? That's hilarious. And now here's Justin Fields wearing one. Thank, <laughs> thank you for the call, Todd. And thank you for the, the kind words about the, uh, the associate producer over there who's doing a hell of a job, even though we thought Todd and Dwight was Scott somewhere else. That one might have been on me. That one might have been on me. I'll wear that one. Thank you, Sean. Um, Man, Texter says the energy was incredible last night. Something different is going on. They look like they're having so much fun. Pre-game, Jimenez was dancing, uh, doing lunges towards the crowd, lifting his hands to their cheers, turning and walking away, doing it again. Then, of course, he goes yard in his first at bat. Then watching Cease walking off the field after the sixth on, staring up at the crowd, looking at it all, soaking it in. After the eighth, he got right up to the dugout, lifted his hands, and said, let's go. It was electric. Man, that sounds good. I'm getting chills with that description. That's, that's awesome. Now, Eloy is that guy. Eloy is that footloose, ha, uh, fancy-free, relaxed, you know, um, chilled out dude that is him and when he is tight he probably plays tight we all know it we've seen it when i do radio loose i'm better when i sing and the band is playing and chilled and having a good time we sound better crowd likes it more when ball players are chilled out so i don't who knows who knows what it is is it cairo is the anti-tony is it some of that conversation? Is it the fact that the breaks are just starting to go their way? Love the caller's point about the ball going off the pitcher's glove. When a team is hot, man, there ain't nothing like a hot baseball team. We've all seen it. There also ain't nothing like a really cold baseball team when something different happens every night. And that's been the case all year for the White Sox. So look, man, maybe some of those breaks, some of that vibe and momentum, some of that ugliness – that has gone on, whether it's been self-imposed or not, and most of it has been, but some of it is just going to come back and get paid off karmically here in the final month. It's possible. Some of it's happening over these last four days. It's amazing. Because they're still playing ugly. They're still playing ugly. Here, um, I was watching this. This is... These are a couple highlights from the Twins' perspective. This is the Twins' broadcast from the Friday night game. Well, we'll get to it, okay? There are a couple items in that Friday night game that the Twins' broadcast commented on that I want to play for you guys. And we'll get there a little bit later on here in the hour. This is Mark and Schomburg on 670 The Score. Hello, Mark. Good morning. You're on Hit and Run. Hey, Mark. Hello, this is Mark from South Bend. Oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> hey, I, I, I want to uh, second that thought on your son, Ruben. He's being my call. It was an honor and a pleasure. Hey, but a great young fellow there. Oh, thanks, Mark. But all these guys, it, did Ruben get the name wrong? It seemed like, you know, this, this is part of the job. I'm glad he's getting the praise. But, boy. He, he might have uh, South Bend with Schaumburg. But, anyway, 
I want to, you know, I want to confirm what you're saying. Your opening monologue was right. The roller coaster up and down. Yeah, man. And a long baseball season is not for the weak of heart. But one thing, I, uh, you know, and I don't mean throwing more stones on Tony, but after the All-Star break, Cease was rested. He could have went right out after the All-Star break. He'd have had one or two more starts going down the stretch, and that was a sin. He's not going to get that. And uh, from the sixth inning on, I was flipping between the Notre Dame game, the uh, Utah and Florida game. But but from after the sixth inning, I was locked into the baseball game on Fox, and I was wondering if the viewer share went up in those last three innings with Steve's no-hitter. I would assume so. I think a lot of people, Mark, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the calls all year. I think a lot of people were like, what? No-hitter? What? 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 And they made sure they got home in time, or they made sure they switched over in time. And then that atmosphere probably kept them. Corey Provis and A.J. Przinsky on the call there last night with good knowledge of the locals. Corey, uh, formerly Cubs pre and post years ago. <clears throat> and A.J., of course, being A.J. So, yeah, I, I mean, that was definitely an electric watch just on TV. And I've talked to a couple people who were there. Going to talk to somebody else who was there at about 945. Very much looking forward to talking to that special guest, which I'll tell you about in a moment, who was there last night. But, yeah, it's, um, it's some pretty magical stuff uh, that, is, that is going on because they're still not playing super clean. Listen to the Twins broadcast making some comments on the White Sox. These are two different plays. One is the very first play of the night on Friday night with Leary Garcia. The other is a Josh Harrison overthrow later on in the eighth inning. Well, Luisa Rise, the first guy to test Joe Kelly. And a base hit down the left field line. Rises aboard. The ball juggled by Garcia. Rise going for second. And the defense for the White Sox again shows its ugliness in the first at bat of this game. One strike to Kepler, the Miranda and Gordon. Again to the left side, scooped up. Kepler will reach an overthrow into the camera well. And Kepler will get second base on an infield hit and a throwing error. Well, that's the White Sox we're familiar with. That stick around long enough, they'll find a way to beat themselves. Ouch! Ouch! Stuck him to a pole, man. Oh, Jeez. man! Whew. Whew. But guess what? That's true. That has been the case. So there are your Twins broadcasters thinking that, hmm, White Sox is going to beat themselves, just going to do it. But they're not right now. All of a sudden, they're not. You know what's happening? A lot of home runs. They're hitting a lot of big flies. It is finally happening, whether they're trying to, swinging harder, maybe they're just that extra bit of relaxed as we've been talking about, whatever it is. You know, it, it, is, it is absolutely happening, and it is, it is fun to watch. Here's a texture. I like the White Sox more when La Russa is not there. See, now, I, I mean, look, he... he his hire made it awkward. His hire for a lot of people was, was something that was kind of depressing and because it reminded you of the overall big picture and you saw all the other stuff that we saw, not everybody being on board with it, et cetera. So it, it, you're in a tricky spot where it has to be okay to admit something like that. It has to be okay to admit as a fan, as a watcher, as a viewer that it is, that it, that it is a truth while you also wish the best for the man medically. As well. This is Carl in Grandview on Hit and Run this morning on 670 The Score. Good morning, Carl. How are you? 
I'm doing fine. Here, I have a question for you. Um, since Cairo has been the manager, I, I really think what happened in this story here is that Jerry Reinsdorf uh, saw that Tony was under a lot of pressure. And maybe his blood pressure went up a little bit, but the man flew to Arizona. If he had some kind of emergency, he would have been maybe in a hospital in Chicago. And I really think this was staged. Nah. And, and Jerry, no, it's not true, Carl. Hey, Carl, that's just conspiracy theory crap. I, I've genuinely talked to enough people very close to the situation to tell you that that is conspiracy theory crap that I can't let live on here. It's not, uh, it, it's not what happened. It's, it's just not. Um, and it, it, and think about it too. They're really going to do that at six o'clock, six fifteen before a seven o'clock game allow for the chaos that took place right then, right there, allow for the players to find out the way that they did and have the whole thing look bad. Why would they allow it to happen that way? If they're trying to make it happen and stage it, Carl, you have a thought on that? No, it's just, it's just not true. Um, and we don't, we don't need to let that, we don't need to let that be true. Let's take one more call. Dave is in Crown Point on 670 The Score. Hey, Dave. Carl rocking the tinfoil hat today. Oh, boy. Yeah. Listen, well, he, he's, he's not alone. He's not alone, and I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to shout it down. I, I, like, I, I've heard stories about like how suddenly you know, Tony's car was moved from one parking lot to another so we could get closer to him, so he could get out of there. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's, you know, it's... it's uh, we we need to we need to stop that that needs to stop. Listen, I don't hate Tony. I actually like Tony. Tony has made a great contribution to baseball. But I can't help but think whether you like Ozzy or not, what did, how how much looser this team would play under the direction of Ozzy Gian. And I'll tell you what, Speaks, this team for all intents and purposes is cobbled together with broken shoelaces and popsicle sticks. And you see the potential they have even playing in this condition. Can you imagine if this team was 100% the way it was sold to us at the beginning of the season, how well they could be doing? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's certainly a lot of injuries and a lot of issues. If Garrett Crochet were here all year, what does that do to the lefties, lefties in the bullpen? If, you know, if Aaron Bummer were here all year, if those guys were healthy and good to go, if Michael Kopech had not gone down, if Lance Lynn hadn't missed the first couple of months, um, if Eloy hadn't hadn't missed some time, if Luis Robert had not missed all the time he had, uh, yeah, so th- there's been a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of weird stuff and a lot of injuries that have happened as well. But they also have played very bad, unclean baseball for much of the year. Sad and ugly, fundamental baseball. And even if they're still playing some of that, something has changed. Tony is gone. Miguel Cairo has stepped up. The vibe is different. And somebody did something to change the vibe. If I could only think about what it might have been. It's a very, very well-known tattoo that needs to be known even more. And I wonder how many people at the ballpark last night were shown this tattoo. We'll find out next on 670 The Score. The premier baseball show in Chicago, Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel. I am disappointed, but like you said, to win, CG, I'll take it. But yeah, it's a little disappointing. I think around the sixth, you know, I really got dialed in with my fastball command. And they had been swinging so early that I was at like 40-something or 50 pitches through five. So, you know, I knew I knew from there I had a chance at a CG at the very least. 
Dylan C. started feeling it, realized they'd been swinging so early, didn't have many strikeouts in this game, and didn't really need them. Got one at the end against Garlic. After Luis Arise had picked up a hit with two outs in the ninth to bust up the no-hitter. What was it like there last night? Have heard from texters. Let's talk to a human who was there, and not just any human. It's Shane Reardon, co-host of Southsiders and producer on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. God, I love that show. On 670, the score. And owner and wearer of the most important tattoo in Chicago at the moment. There is no tattoo more important and more beneficial to the, the White Sox chances than yours. Good morning, Shane. And look, I'm not going to take all of the credit, <laughs> but I think I'm due a hefty amount of it. So the tattoo happens, for those who don't know, about 12 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Um, and since then, the White Sox have won two more. So you got it after the first two wins of the Miguel Cairo era and before these most recent two wins. And the tattoo, again, tell people what it says, Shane. It says White Sox, AL Central Champs, in a circle with uh, 22 in the middle. So you I got that on September, <laughs> what, 2nd? September 2nd. You declared them division champions when they were still four games back. With uh, 31 games remaining. <laughs> and, now, and now here they are, having picked up four games <laughs> in four days. And Willie! Willie, we're on the air. Oh, Willie. <laughs> More importantly, they've picked up two games post-tattoo. It is, it, they're two games up in the standings. Um, something has changed. The vibe has changed. I know the manager has changed, but we know that. Uh, what, what members of the organization are familiar with the tattoo at, at this the point? Organization. <laughs> the, the entire organization. I have heard from... Um, it, Different ranking members of the organization uh, all across both the on-field side and the front office and, you know, folks who are just on the field and the dugout. Uh, the entire organization is aware of the tattoo. Okay. Yeah. And so the yeah. entire organization is aware that from dugout to field to front office, people are aware that, that a hardcore, ardent fan, and you are that. This is not just a prank, John Greenberg of The Athletic, calling it a sports yeah. radio prank. How yeah, dare he? Baby. Yeah, it's, it's a permanent prank is what yeah. it is. Um, yeah, so people are aware that, that there is belief. There is belief out there. And it was palpable last night. That place was an electric factory. There were only 31,000 there, and I thought there would for sure be more for a 70, 75-degree night on a Friday, but when Eloy hit that three-run homer, the place, it, it just, it, it's something changed where people are just like, oh, okay. Like, this is what they do. Mm. This is, they're supposed to be hitting these home runs, and now they're hitting these home runs again. Mm. It, 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 you, could, you, could, you could literally feel, and I've been to 30, 35, maybe 40 games so far this season. Mm. It's, it's a completely different feeling. Wow. And see, that's an amazing thing, and it, it, it and you try to get your 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 brain wrapped around what's happening there, and we know about some of the changes, but it's also like the season is so long, you knew a streak like this was going to come at some point. Like there had to be yeah. a moment that it came, and it just never ever came. So maybe, so maybe it's now. So why not now? Is the feeling right? It's just it's 
the team was built to hit home runs, and when you don't hit home runs, you don't win baseball games when your team is built solely to hit home runs. When you have six first baseman DH playing at all times, <laughs> you have to hit the home run ball, and they're hitting the home run ball. Wow. They're um, hitting the home run ball. It was I, – I, I, can't, I can't tell you. It's uh, – it was it was amazing in there last night. Tell me, amazing. so were you were you walking around and uh, were people asking to see the tattoo? Were you wearing a, a sleeveless shirt so it could be out no. there? Uh, no, for I, I, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt last night, so it wasn't as easy to show people. And oh. it, it, the, the game is just it's so good right now, so you don't want to do a ton of socializing on the concourse. So I was in my seats the vast majority of the time, but. Every time I got up to go to the bathroom or get another beer, somebody was asking me. The, the, the biggest question was, is it real? Like, <laughs> did you actually do that? And I'm, I'm proud to say that I did actually do it, and the tattoo was very real. I'd say there were maybe a unique 50 to 60 people, individual people, who, who asked, asked me about the tattoo. Oh, my God. it's it, Dude, it's going to go down as legend. If this actually happens, if this actually goes down, I mean – uh, we all know the tattoos of the failures, right? Like the no right. regrets, no regrets tattoos. Are are there people who have done this, who have re- gone out on the limb and had it come to fruition? Are you aware yeah, of that? I, I don't. I don't know if, if if it's ever actually worked. But I was kind of thinking about that this morning. That if it does, if they do win the division, yeah. then it's just like some dork who got a White Sox AL Central Champions tattoo. Like, <laughs> if they do win it, it's like, oh, you, you celebrated a, an American League Central Championship in 2022? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I turned the season around right. single-handedly. Yeah, yeah. You should have You should have put a date on the tattoo, you know? Yeah, I should have. I, oh, put I a, always go back. Yeah, put a, put a timestamp on that thing. Well, we've got the tweet. We've got the tweet with the picture, yeah. so you got receipts. You know? Yeah, I'll be okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I um, I, I'm not saying that I want to throw out the first pitch at the first playoff game or get my season tickets comp for next year. I don't want to say that, but I, I, I do believe it. <laughs> I, I think that's completely fair. I think both of those yeah. things are fair. I also think, are you going? You going today? You going to one more? I've decided. Yeah, I've got my tickets. I haven't decided it. I, yeah. I think the rain has moved out, but it's kind of a nice day to just you know chill out a little bit yeah no i I, come on man you you got a role to play i think you got to go and you got to wear um either a a tank or just a tee that has the uh the sleeves up and just you know put that put that right arm out there just lean it on the uh i mean get a seat for your tattoo get it get a seat entirely for the arm and the tattoo just it does i'll move closer to the dugout today all right good thank you thanks shane thanks all right buddy that's shane reardon who has the preemptive American League Central 2022 tat. Incredible. It's real, and it is spectacular. Peoria Matt says, the White Sox organization and fans owe Shane a debt of gratitude. We'll see. That, uh, that will be something. It is Matt Spiegler with you on Hit and Run. In the 11 o'clock hour, a bunch more White Sox conversation. And also, yeah, because James Fegan's coming on from The Athletic. We'll talk to him about 11.20, about Cease last night, and about what is happening here and why it's happening. Um, And also at the top of the 11, what teams around MLB have shown you they have what it takes? The team's best equipped to make a run through their leagues and meet in the World Series. We'll get your World Series matchup, and I'll give you mine, at 11 a.m. But uh, coming up next, some Cubs conversation. Who is for real? Who is a part of this thing for next year and beyond? What can we glean about players on the big league roster and the managerial style of one David Ross? We'll talk to Jim Deshays 
of Marquee next. Tommy Birch later on in the hour for about the Iowa Cubs as well. Keep it here on 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 